Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Weekly. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Weekly, the weekly radio program designed for you to win your league. My name is Phil Nasons, and I'm the host of this weekly radio program brought to you on Max Sports Channels and Baseball Talk Radio. And like I said, we want you to win your league. And as I promised the last couple weeks, I have a guest. And this young fella is a staff writer over at the number one Atlanta Braves website. It's called TalkingChop.com. His name is Patrick McCoon, and he is on the line with me. Patrick, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Phil. I'm glad to be on the show. I'm doing well back in America right now. How about you? I'm doing well. You know, we're having a storm here. We're recording this on Wednesday the 24th, or I should say Thursday the 24th. And we're having a quite a bit of a storm, so you kind of bear with us. By way of introduction, I am the fantasy baseball writer at athleticsnation.com. I also host the syndicated radio show, The Phil Nason Show. Patrick is a staff writer over at uh, Talking Chop. What's Talking Chop all about, man? It's a fantastic site. You guys do great work. Yeah, we've right now we've got 12 writers on the site, and we've just been covering all the big hit news in Braves baseball this year. And we've had a lot of great news so far. The Braves are off to a great start in the NL East. They've got 14-7 and seven record, which is second best in all baseball. And they've got some big-name pitchers, or some not all big-name pitchers. Some of them are up-and-coming stars pitching well in their, in their rotation. And it's just been great covering them this year so far. And... Uh, we primarily we put up game threads where the fans can interact for every game, and we do a lot of breakdown analysis of the games and the top players, and we go over, of course, the biggest news, breaking news, such as injuries, trades, free agents, and all sorts of stuff. Tomorrow, I've got a story coming out about Justin Upton's alarming strikeout rate, so... And also, one of the things we're looking to add in the next week or so is a fantasy baseball section for the site. I know a lot of the viewers out there are interested in fantasy baseball and trying to win leagues, so we're going to try to help them like you do with the Athletics SB Nation side to maybe win a few games and a championship this year. And that's the plan. You know, That's why I do what I do. I also write a fantasy team advice. I do a daily streamer, pitching streamer uh column and then i do a one a week where i do sleepers and waiver wires and stuff like that but i'll tell you what patrick we get a lot of questions around here and one of those questions has to do with jason hayward he's off to a slow start i was uh chatting with the athletics nation guys and uh one of them actually picked him up off the waiver wire of all things i can't believe that jason hayward would be on the waiver wire at all. Um, ESPN hasn't been 100% owned, but that doesn't really mean anything. Their stats are a little off sometimes. But why would anyone want to dump Jason Hayward on the 24th or 27th of April? It's beyond me. Can you figure that out? What's up with Jason Hayward? What do we need to know about him? Yeah, I mean, Jason, he's been off to a sluggish start, to say the least, this year. And for a while, he was actually... uh, 
bolstering the lowest average of any everyday starter in the National League and American League. So throughout the two leagues, a 136 mark. But lately he's been picking up, picking it up. He's had a five-game hit streak going. He's raised his average 60 points to 198. And it looks like he's finding his groove again, maybe. And the other night he was one of the few batters in the Braves lineup to have a hit off Jose Fernandez. So I think it's crazy anybody would drop him early in the season this early, only through 21 games so far. I think Hayward still has a lot of value in the Roto and head-to-head leagues and practically any league you can play in. I still he, I still think he is the top 25 player. And before the season, I said he was going to hit about 25 home runs and steal 25-plus bases. And so far, he's hit two home runs and stolen four bases. So he's. it looks like he's kind of on track for that. But I think the biggest problem for Hayward so far this year is against left-handed pitchers. He's he's given up the uh, he's given up the outside corner of the plate since he's st- standing so far back in the batter's box and that's led to some of his struggles, but you got to remember he got hit by a pitch uh, in the late part of last season and you can only think a batter would have a little bit of jitters, so hopefully he's rusted those off and if he by any means is a free agent in your league, go get him or even if you're looking for a player to pick up, I might make a trade to go get Jason Hayward right now while owners are still a little bit down on them right now. That's great advice, too. Um, I have him in one of my leagues, and I just put him on the bench until he gets going. But to just kick him to the curb, I think it's a little premature. I try to preach patience, especially with guys with past huge sample sizes and consistent sample sizes. You know, Hayward, the only issue he has is getting his confidence back. And when you can see it with left-handed hitters, he's not exactly ready to lean in there like he did last season. And and that's understandable. From a fantasy aspect, you know what? I hope that you drop him in any league that I'm in because I'm going to claim him. (laughs) (laughs) There's no question. I, I have a lot of confidence in him. Dan Ugla is another one people ask me about. They asked me about him from both the Roto aspect and head-to-head. Now, I I would never recommend him in a Roto league, but that's not to say that I wouldn't use him in a head-to-head. What's up with Dan Ugla? Yeah, Dan Ugla, he's, to say the least, he has not had a promising career with the Braves. He did have that 35-game hit streak one year, but besides that, he's pretty much been... I guess you could say garbage. I don't want to call him garbage because he's still done some good things. But to start this year, he's not getting it done at the plate. He had that game. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but he had two home runs and five RBIs against the Phillies the same day that ESPN put a story online saying, is it time for the Braves to cut Dan Ugla? But if I'm giving fantasy advice, I say cut him. To the Braves, I say keep him until the end of the contract. See how this season goes, at least to the midpoint mark. But Ugly, he's he's hitting 227 so far, and his walk rate is way down this year. This is a guy that usually walks 80 times a season, and he's on pace for just 30 walks at the plate so far. And like we were saying with Hayward, it's a small sample size, but 
sample sizes can show hitting approaches at the early part of the year. And this guy is not getting on base much. He has an on-base percentage about 270, which is lower than B.J. Upton's right now. So if you're looking to use him in fantasy, I would only recommend having him on a head-to-head league basis if you're looking for some RBIs or home runs. But other than that, I, I can't really see the – point in having Ugla on your in your lineup right now there's I know second base is kind of one of those lowly positions on the fantasy baseball totem pole there's about I'd say 13 to 15 decent options out there about six or seven studs in fantasy baseball but just to name two second basemen that I would pick up over Ugla any day for your lineup if they're still in your league are Howie Kendrick for the Anaheim Angels. He's been hitting over 300 this year, and he steals about 15 bases a year, and he's good for up to 170 hits, and he's going to score a lot of runs this year with Albert Pujols hitting the way he is in that lineup. If he gets on base, uh, and he bats at the bottom of the Angels lineup most of the time, I think Pujols is going to have a great season and keep up his success and drive in Howie a lot of the times, and one other guy is Daniel Murphy. I like him a lot. I've always been high on him. He has a good contact rate, and he'll bring the average and hits, and he doesn't strike out a lot, so that's always a plus, too. Certainly is. That's great advice, too. Um, Neil Walker's also available. Um, he's currently 87% owned. You might be able to pick him up in your league. Howie Kendrick right now is at 96%. That's a tough one. Omar Infante is another guy that's out there. He's he's more widely available, 18% owned. Ugla's owned 14%, and that's probably a lot. That's mostly because they're in deeper leagues or National League only, probably. Another name that you want to keep an eye on is from Milwaukee, Scooter Jennett. He, he's another one. We talked about him this week with uh, Brewtown Sports. That's someone I, I watch. Uh, Brian Roberts, you could probably keep an eye on him. Ricky Weeks is another one. Keep your eyes on these guys. Colton Wong from St. Louis. Keep your eyes on these guys. Develop a watch list. I think it's important. Jed Jerko, 59% owned. So there are second basemen that are probably better options than Dan Strugla. But it is what it is, right? Yes, sir. I'm really high on Colton Wong. I think he's the one of those top prospects coming up for the Cardinals and he could he's been benched some games for uh, I think Mark Ellis but he's still getting most of the playing time and Jed Jayorko he's a good one too I'd take him over ugly any day yeah sure and he'll he'll stroke the ball for you he'll hit a lot of bombs and it's a beautiful thing you know every week we talk about closers here at the show uh, closers, this is such a volatile position, but there's some interesting news out there. I've got some guys, this is who I've, and, and Rotowire is the official stats provider for both the Phil Nason show and Fantasy Baseball Weekly, and, and they've got a nice list over there. Sean Kelly, low job security from the New York Yankees. He'll probably lose his gig as soon as uh, Robertson comes back. Pedro Strop. Kyle Farnsworth, he's the brand-new closer of the Mets, at least the closer today. Matt Lindstrom for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Josh Fields closing right now in Houston. Luke Gregerson, Oakland. None of these guys you want on your team, do you? 
No, you don't. Actually, two of the wrists closers out of my three I had for this week are Luke Gregerson and Matt Lindstrom. These guys, they've both blown over two saves this year, and I just don't think they have the stuff to get it done in that ninth inning role. And the White Sox and Athletics, I think they have two pretty decent teams this year. Of course, the Athletics have been getting it done with the money ball ways, but I just don't see these guys panning out this year. And they might switch those uh, closer situations to a committee search, these managers soon. And they're definitely not smart to have on your team. And one other risk player I had was Jason Grilly. He's actually one of the bigger names from the closer position, but he's blown three saves this year. And the Pirates, they actually have two guys right behind him that have a good shot of maybe replacing him if he keeps up his struggles. And Mark Melancon, who was a reliever last year, or the closer for the Pirates for a good while and saved about 30 games for them. And they've also got Brian Morris, a big right-handed reliever who throws about 97 miles an hour. And he's been big for them in some setup roles and long inning relief outings this year. So I don't think Grilly's safe either at this point, even though his name is bigger than a Lindstrom or Gregerson at this point. And that's uh, good advice. Tony Watson is also someone you can keep your eye on with the Pirates. I think uh, Grilly is pretty safe as long as he stays healthy, but Melanson is a great name. He did really mm-hmm. well last season stepping in. I'll tell you some guys who also you need to keep your eye on if you have them on your team. I know they're doing okay right now. But these are guys who are volatile and inconsistent at times. Looking at Francisco Rodriguez from the Brewers. I know he has eight saves now, but you got to keep your eyes out on for him. Because once he starts to struggle, forget about Efrod. Sergio Santos from Toronto, he's only there as long as Casey Jansen's not. Jonathan Broxton, only there again in, until Aroldis uh, Chapman comes back. John Axford's having a decent season, but... Watch him. Latroy Hawkins, he's 41 years old. Um, he's pitching for Colorado with Tommy Hunter in Baltimore. These guys, all of them, have issues. Uh, would you do? I would probably use one of these guys in my starting lineup, Patrick, but I would also be ready to drop them at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Francisco Rodriguez, so far this year, he's been trying to trying his best to retain the name K Rod again. He's kind of he had a few iffy years after he was out of Anaheim pitching for the Angels, but so far the Brewers they've just been playing out of their mind, and that's helped K Rod for sure this year. He's he hasn't given up an earned run, but like you said, once one team gets to him, it's a continued pattern pattern throughout his career. The last few years but I think right now he's just one of those guys you keep putting in until he blows it yep exactly I agree with you you know there's uh, other gentlemen that we want to get into here we've got about 10 minutes left um, guys that you don't have to worry too much about right now are Ernesto Frieri Addison Reed Joaquin Soria Fernando Rodney we talked about Jason Grilly a bit, Houston Street. Um, guys that, there's one though, uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, what's the health issue with him? It seems that there's something not quite right with him. 
Yep, he had a so sore shoulder this past week, and the Braves have been pretty cautious with him up until today when he went for a for, for a save against uh, the Marlins today. He pitched one inning and got two Ks and gave up no hits and runners. But against the Mets, he he really looked shaky in some of his outings, and and one of the starts he didn't or one of his appearances out of the pen, he didn't even get to finish. He threw about 25 pitches, and they came out there and pulled him for Jordan Walden to close the game. But that does not mean Jordan Walden will get any more saves op- save opportunities this year, I think. But Kimbrell, he just kind of had a sore shoulder this past week. But I think he's been getting good treatment for it this past week, and I think he's good to go from here on out. He He's indicated no more pain in his shoulder right now, and I think he'll pick it up right here and continue to be the best closer in baseball from here on out. Well, I agree with you. Um, one thing that before we move on, Koji Uehara, he, he's doing all right, but he's had some health issues too. And if something happens to him, you keep your eyes open for Edward Mojica. And if something happens, grab Mojica quick because he's going to jump from 5% owned to 100% owned fast. Um, I'll tell you, this has been fun, man. I'm enjoying my time with you. Now, uh, what we need to do is talk about who's been hot and who's been not. And ESPN mm-hmm. comes out with the most added and dropped list. George Springer, mm-hmm. man. Everybody grabbed him, including me. <laughs> He's up to 94% owned, 77% jump. I think George Springer is going to be all right. Right now he's batting 200 He's just trying to find his way. What do you like about George Springer? Yeah, I think George Springer, he brings a lot of tools to the table. The kid's got incredible speed. He's got a great bat, as we saw when he took Felix Hernandez out of the yard for his first major league home run. And I think he's going to be a household name in a few years. And he might even make the case for a rookie of the year this year out in the American League. I know people are still adjusting to the Houston Astros being the American League, but I really like this kid. He He's almost a mixture of a Giancarlo Stanton and a Jason Hayward in my mind. He's got the speed. He's got the power, but he also hits for what seems to be, will be a good average. I know he's hitting 200 like you said right now, but the sky's the limit for this kid, and I think by the end of the year, you'll be disappointed if you don't have him on your team. Oh, I agree. And if you're in a keeper league, if you can find him, if you can pick him up, if he's still available, snag him. He's going to be all right. Devin Messarocco batting 500 already this season, 83% owned. No way he can keep this up. But if you get the chance, I'd grab him too. What do you do with him? Would you would you grab him? What do I do with who? Devin Masarocco. Would you take him? Oh, yeah, him? yeah. I would, if I'm looking for a catcher right now, if I have an inconsistent catcher that's not starting every game, I would definitely go for Devin. He's, he's always had the potential, and this is the first year he's really getting his chance to shine in the lineup. And last year, I can remember on one instance, uh, he took Kimbrel Yard for the game-winning home run uh, at the Great American Small Park, but he actually hit a dead center in 
center about 430 feet. There's nothing small about that home run. And I think he will be one of the top 10 or so catchers this year if he can keep it up. And I think he's got a lot of potential, and I like him. If he's out there and you need a catcher, I'm definitely going and getting him right now immediately. Absolutely. I, I did that this week. He'll sit on my bench because uh, Joe Maurer and Buster Posey are also on my team. But you never know with those two veterans. And, and I'm just playing a wait-and-see game. I wanted to grab him before someone else did. I can trade him later. But uh, one guy I'm very high on this week, Alfredo Simon. He is pitching great. I recommended him in my daily pitching streamer. He's come through. He's just defeated Pittsburgh. He's 45% owned right now. If you need a starting pitcher who's going to get you some strikeouts, get you some, uh, keep it, keep the whip down, low ERA, and it'll pick up a win for you. And that's important right now is the wins. Wins are hard to come by in April. He is my guy. You like Alfredo? Yeah, I've actually had the opportunity to see him pitch a few times in the minor league system. And he's been great so far for Cincinnati. And I like his stuff. He's, like you said, he's got a high strikeout rate right now, about eight or nine per nine innings, it seems. And I think him and Cueto in that rotation, they're going to be deadly this year. And I think he's in for a big season. I don't think this is just here for a month or so. I think Alfredo can keep it up. And he's definitely been a big add in some of the leagues I've been in. I'm in a, three leagues right now. And Within the past three days, he's been added in two of the leagues, and I think I'm going to go and pick him up tonight, as a matter of fact, if he's still there. Yeah, definitely I would. Another one, if you need some stolen bases, decent batting average, Raji Davis from Detroit. He's he's a veteran, but he's coming through on that baseball team because he's getting the at-bats. Uh, what do you like about Raji Davis? Yeah, like, like you said, he's fast, and I think – Steals are sometimes hard to come by, and he is definitely a guy that can steal up to 30 or 40 bases this year. And he's a menace on the base pass, and he'll get you some wins in those matchups with with his speed. And that's oh, that's one of the problems I've had this year, not finding some speed guys and around fantasy baseball. And I think he, Billy Hamilton, and those other guys out there like Jose Reyes and uh, they'll keep up the steals this year, and those are big assets in my mind and some of the leagues. And who knows, maybe steals will help somebody win a fantasy championship this year. Yeah, I'm a big stolen bases guy. I lost a league championship a couple of years ago because of that. You know, I picked up Curtis Granderson this season because I wanted some steals. I'm getting ready to dump him. <laughs> He's batting <laughs> atrocious. What do you do with Curtis Granderson at this point in the season? I don't like to drop guys early, especially guys with great track records, but uh, he didn't play much last season, and he hasn't seemed to play at all. You like Curtis? You keep him? You dump him? What do you do with Curtis Granderson? I dump him at this point. I know he went from the transition from the Yankees to the Mets just across town, but he's playing in a pitcher's park now, and honestly, I don't see him even hitting 20 home runs this year, and... Because the park dimensions and all that. He played with the Yankees, I think it was maybe three years ago, he hit about 40 home runs. But that's with the short porch out there. And the Mets definitely don't have that. And I think he's almost been sort of a head case this year. He's 
letting a lot of his poor at-bats get to him. And he had a walk-off sack fly against the Braves, but unfortunately I think that might be the highlight highlight of his season this year for Curtis. At least thus far. Yeah, the porch is it's about the same. He he can crack the ball. That's where all his home runs go. It, it's not mm-hmm. as far out as you think, but uh, I, I could go on and on about Curtis. And none of it good. Grady Sizemore, last one we'll talk about tonight. I like Grady. People are starting to drop him because he's not playing every day. But he plays three out of four days. Grady Sizemore is hitting the ball well. I'm keeping him on my roster. What do you do with Grady? Yeah, I'd keep him too. He's he's making a good case for comeback player of the year. And he's uh, going to be pretty huge for Boston if they want to make it far this season, I think, in that lineup. And we all know the Grady Sizemore of old. He was an all-star, and I'm not saying he'll make the all-star team in his first year back, really, in the big leagues since about 2009, but I'm big on this kid. Or He's not a kid anymore. The last time we saw him be an all-star, he was sort of a kid, but I like his contact on the ball. He's got a little bit of pop that's resurfacing now, and uh, I know he hasn't been playing every game, but... He'll get the majority of starts in the Boston outfield for them. And they just sent Daniel Nava down to the minor leagues. So it looks like he's going to have a spot, uh, have a stayed spot in that lineup for the rest of the year. And I think he's a good player that won't strike out too much. And I think he's a good one to keep in the lineup, even if you need an extra bench batter. So. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, great stuff today. Thank you so much for joining me, Patrick. You're welcome, Phil. Anytime. All right. That was Patrick McCoon. You can find him over at TalkingChop.com, and I insist that you do. And that's going to close it up for this week's edition of Fantasy Baseball Weekly. I want to thank Max Sports Channels and Baseball Talk Radio for taking a chance to air this show. Thank you so much for taking the time to download us. You can find us over at on Facebook at facebook.com slash fantasy baseball weekly. You can find me on Twitter at flash tennis 31 until next week. Good luck with your teams. Hi, this is Phil Nasons from this week in tennis and the Phil Nason show. Max sports channels offers the best in sports talk radio, as well as great music 24 hours a day. It's my daily destination, and I hope it's yours. The sports talk begins each and every day at 3 p.m. and ends around 9 p.m. Special programming on the weekends. And in between all that, the hottest music on the Internet. That's Max Sports Channels. Make it your daily destination. If you like baseball, you should be checking out BaseballPodcasts.net. It's one of the best places you can go on the Internet to listen to independent baseball talk shows. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on our radio player that can be heard around the world. So won't you tune in and give us a listen at BaseballPodcasts.net. You can also listen to the great Phil Nason show here. See you there at BaseballPodcasts.net. Hi, this is Gary Mack of Mets Musings, and I hope you'll join me each and every week as I recap all of the comings and goings on in New York Mets baseball. I'll have guests on from all across Mets Nation giving their insights and analysis 
on the New York Mets. And you can follow me on Twitter at Mets Musings 1, as well as on Facebook. The group name is Mets Musings. So tune in weekly to the Mets Musings, available at MetsMusings.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes.com, iHeartRadio, and of course, BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows. Do you know your fantasy sports? Would you like to make money at it? DraftStreet.com and The Phil Mason Show would like to help you get started making money playing fantasy sports today. And we'll even give you the chance to get started making money today for free. On me. That's right. All you have to do is head on over to philnasons.com or visit the show notes for this show. Click the Draft Street image at the top of the page and start making money playing fantasy sports at draftstreet.com today.